Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of the news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. It's brought to you by Asterian Products. If you're here on the YouTube, you're seeing these gorgeous VR-related sweaters and mugs and stuff. Lips lost in the mail coming to Canada, so he'll be catching up with us here soon with this. But if you like just, what you just see... Just pretend there's a frog on here. Yes, a, a Beat Saber frog. If you like what you see, yeah. head over to AsterianProducts.com. Use code FULLDIVE to save $5 on any $20 order. And I'm Jay Bratt, and I guess I can officially say I'm a VR YouTuber these days. I am Matt Bratt, a VR enthusiast who loves the rain <laughs> and i'm lipnox vr a vr youtuber who has been a little lost making content because i am so addicted to this giant game you might have heard of it called asgard's wrath 2 yes. mm, i i have <laughs> heard of it uh our podcast is here podcast our podcast got a little got a little canadian there what was that lip i think you're rubbing off on me our podcast we're here to keep you up to date we talk about vr not canadians uh we answer questions from our communities, followed by some of the latest, greatest VR news. Then we talk about games like Asgard's Wrath. We tell you all that, whether you're watching us on YouTube or taking us on the go. And we got Q&A questions from our community, all of you out there. Nat, we got what's a question? All right. So we'll start out with a few questions from Mr. Tasselhoff, one of our favorite Discord friends. Uh, and his first question, which he said JK at the end, but I'm still going to include it. He asks, Jay Brat, where do you get those wonderful ears? Wow, Mr. Tass, way to find a way to plug yourself in there. <laughs> I think that if, in case you can't, in case he doesn't know what you're talking about, my quest has a set of cat ears on top that are 3D printed to fit the Bobo VR strap line. And they're made by Mr. Tass 3D print. Big surprise. Look for the name there. <laughs> And they're great. Tons of people ask me in the comments all the time where I got them. And the other half of the people out there tell me they hate them. So they're definitely, I would say, the most divisive accessory I own because people are so aggressive about whether they're good or bad. But I think most people like them or at least think they're fun. There's just a few, you know, loud voices on the Internet who want to talk some mad crap and just just hate them so much. Just the sight of them makes them angry. I think those they're clearly dog lovers. Just <laughs> yes. I think they also are like a man wearing cat ears. I think that men can't is like cats. Is that from. not a thing? Uh, apparently, apparently not for these people. So apparently it's a sexist thing. PewDiePie <laughs> rocked cat ears forever. And he's like the king of YouTube or he was like. He probably people... had a lot of mean comments of people being like, how dare you wear cat ears? Eh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh <laughs> Mr. Tass also asked Jay, how many hours does it take you and John to make a typical video? Depends on the video. Uh, typically, our goal has been for a long time to put out one video per day. That doesn't always happen. Hasn't really happened in quite a while. We at least put out a short or a long form video, and it's been about four long forms a week for a while now. Basically, it takes a whole day between filming, editing, finishing, posting. And so sometimes if we're really on our game, one day we're making a video and the next day we're posting it. That does not necessarily include like when we unbox stuff, we'll unbox like a bunch of stuff all at once and I'll take it home with me and I'll spend the week when I'm testing the free games for the free games. Let's when I'm playing games personally, I'll be swapping through accessories and trying them all through that week. But ultimately, there's not really many videos that we make that take more than a full day to make, but it can be a full day. I don't know if he wants me to answer it, but uh, I will say my videos range from taking at times two hours to like 60 hours. 
<laughs> really depends on how much research I do and mm. uh, how much just random things just come up where I get delayed. I know when I did my very like my VR chat top 10 VR chat world video game VR chat worlds, I definitely spent probably 40 to 50 hours even finding the worlds. Then I spent about 40 hours recording and editing the, the video itself. And then I probably spent like 20 hours promoting the video everywhere. So it's like, jeez. <laughs> You know, the, the, the problem is, is the the more you become like a perfectionist to these things and the less you have a streamlined process to get work done, the more time you just lose wasting it. And I know some YouTubers have just been like, how long does it take you to make a video? And nowadays I'm like, I just have everything ready to go to just copy paste this. Here's my folder of music. Here's this. As soon as I start looking for music, it's like that could be two hours of me looking for the perfect music for each part. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I just don't have the time for that. Looking for sound effects. No, it's just it takes too long. True. Even I've been starting to edit the podcast episodes and the last one, which I think will be two episodes ago when this episode comes out, I spent I don't know how many hours, like probably 10 hours or something editing. And it's like less than an hour long. So although but I the, am the podcast is ingrained in your brain now, you will never forget right. everything that was spoken. Yes. So well, this one has Christmas questions. So you're going to get this out by Christmas, which is four days cool. from now. So I'm going to do it. Spend some time on some happen. podcasts. <laughs> Lip, where do you want to live? <laughs> That was I thought I was supposed question. to answer this question. <laughs> I'm asking but, uh, you the question. <laughs> okay, so so it's always been my my personal dream to to live in Japan. Mm. Uh, I'd probably pick somewhere like Kyoto instead of instead of like Tokyo because I don't want it to be as crazy. But at the same time, the older I get, the more I realize that I'm kind of happy here in Canada, and I kind of don't want to live anywhere else. I like I feel like every part of the world has its has its flaws. But if I'm going to mm. long term live somewhere, uh, you know, I, I like this place well enough. If he was saying if I had a million dollars, then yes, I, I want to live in a floating castle that floats above <laughs> the sky and I can send drones down to pick up my whatever food and delivery orders. And I'll just be a master living in the sky on my giant throne of glass in the in the castle in the sky. So, I mean, nice. if, if I'm allowed to pick that, then I'll, I'll take that option all day. <laughs> I love it. It does say if you could live anywhere in the world. So does that place exist, that though? I don't, I don't I know mean, if there is any floating throne castle. That's things, a good but... point. But it could exist. It could. <laughs> maybe for the maybe for the ultra elite, the, the one percent's got that going on. <laughs> maybe. They probably do. <laughs> I feel like I, I totally get you where you're saying like, oh yeah, there's places you would want to live, but like as you get older, you kind of are happy where you're at. I feel like I'm kind of that way. Like you get older, you like spend time in a place and then you're just like, you know, I like it here. You but like it here? I that mean, surprised me. That surprised me a lot. I mean, Jay, Jay's reaction sold it right there. Good on YouTube, guys. You got to see it. I guess it's just scary to think of living somewhere else. But I, I haven't traveled as much as I would like. But I do feel like so Jay Brat and I visited New Zealand um, years ago. And it was so nice there, like just a more laid back vibe and like stores weren't open after like 6pm and like coffee shop like there was nowhere to eat out between like 3 and 6pm and stuff, which is kind of nice. And so I think maybe somewhere where things are more laid back and less like hustly bustly would probably be nice. And you know, somewhere with free healthcare. That'd be great. <laughs> Canada. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's such a weird concept in America. We were actually, this is totally kind of off on a tangent, but Nat knows someone who just had a bad case of COVID and they decided not to get treated at the hospital because they would have had to pay $1,400. Even though they were like in the emergency room, they needed help. They, they were at risk of it becoming a problem and they chose not to take the medicine because it would cost $1,400. There's yeah. a whole other topic here that we yeah. touch on. So better keep it moving. <laughs> Tune in for our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All about healthcare. <laughs> I if, I mean, I'm kind of surprised. Apparently Nat loves it here. But man, <laughs> I've thought about living so many places. I used to live in Hawaii. I liked it there. I liked the tropical climate. I liked the fact that you could like walk out your door and go somewhere every day when you wanted to. I've, so I've kind of thought about places like Bali and stuff because I've heard that, especially if you can bring like a remote income, like a YouTuber, they really want you there because obviously you're bringing your money there that's coming from somewhere else and they're really happy with that. But I would love to live somewhere that I feel like is not only beautiful, but I want to go do stuff outside all the time. Because mm. in Oregon, like this time of year, once it gets like nasty out and really wet, you don't really want to be outside that much. But it's like you don't I live do. your life inside. As I, I mean, said we... at the top of the episode, I love rain. Yeah, well, rain is one thing, but like mucky mud and slush. And once it starts actually snowing and it gets dark uh, here so early. That's true. I, I love that in Hawaii, the sun, like it was even keel all year. No yeah. super early sunsets, no super late ones. I like that. I like that it was an even temperature. This place just, it's not even that bad compared to a lot of places in America. Like, don't get me wrong. There's places where it gets like negative 10 or something temperature here. But yeah, I'm just kind of, I just like things to be a little more even keel. I like it to be relaxed. I don't want to move to some big city somewhere. No, big city is it. I just like seasons. Ugh, seasons are I'm nice. I'm over them a bit. Seasons are fine. I just I could take it or leave it. I'm a terrible allergy sufferer too. So spring That's is true. like a good point. dreaded time for me. I yeah. would rather live somewhere with no seasons and never have allergies than go through <laughs> spring for me. But That's fair. But we got a really important question and the last <laughs> one from Mr. Tass here. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? So I went to Google. I wanted to know. <laughs> Uh, a student <laughs> study done at Purdue University concluded oh that God. it took an average of 365 licks, as many days as there are in the year. That's how many licks it takes using a lick machine. But when oh they had the students try it, 20 different students try it, and it took an average of 253 licks, which I got to be honest, is way lower than I would have expected. Yeah. I thought it'd be a lot higher than that. Lip. Also, who just licks a lollipop? Like, yeah, you I feel suck like people it. usually. Come yeah. <laughs> that's, oh my that's probably That's a bad sound bite right there. <laughs> Lip, you Googled this. How did you feel about the info? Uh, well, I got the same info as you got. And I mean, it it, it seemed legit. Uh, I think the problem for me is if I have a Tootsie Pop, I get like five licks in and then I'm biting on it trying to get to the yes. inside. So it's, <laughs> I, I don't actually think I've ever licked a lollipop to the, to the center you know, just myself, but it's like, are we are we talking about like licking the same exact spot over and over again? Because that's I feel like, like a full tongue swipe. I would imagine that's what they did for the study. Swipe. Probably like a full <laughs> long swipe tongue. But like I said, you're sucking on a lollipop. You're not really yeah. just tonguing it. No. And, and where does this amazing tongue invention exist that we have to just test lollipops? Like, why? I think is this they must have made it. They must have made it for the study. Some re, some auto salivating tongue device that just slapped Ew. the lollipop over and over again. It's probably I, like I a MythBusters. To... It's like a spinning arm with a tongue on the end and just slap, 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 slap. Like, I'd hate oh to think of God. any other uses they might have had for that device. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, How do we always get something sounding inappropriate? Speaking of inappropriate, <laughs> Assassin 32 VR, his his question is inappropriate, but you know, sometimes he tends to get inappropriate. But his question is Besides Cole, what will Santa bring to bad little VR boys and girls? What a great question. Yeah, I, I know exactly what they'll bring. A Quest 3, but it only has one game on it, and you can't install anything else, and the game's behind the frame. <laughs> that would oh be a gosh. decent punishment. Oh, that'd be so sad. Yeah. It's the, the real problem. Apparently, I'm just in the mood to talk about bigger problems tonight. The real problem <laughs> is Santa still brings presents to bad kids. It doesn't matter anymore whether you're good or bad. And the kids have figured this out. And bad True. kids still get Christmas presents. Maybe we need to actually go back to bad kids not getting presents. Maybe. Was that ever we a thing? Krampus. I imagine. I imagine it was a thing. Yeah. Krampus needs to make a comeback. When my dad was a kid, uh, his older sister did actually get coal for Christmas one year, <gasps> and that is all she got. See, oh this was she was like she's probably better years ago, year. but <laughs> wow. they, they, they went all out. It's like you're being bad this year. You're getting coal, and she got nothing else. There was no hidden wow. gifts afterwards. It was like nice. you're getting coal. You've been bad. <laughs> Those are some That's... parents sticking to their values right there. I appreciate yeah. that. that and I think I think my do. grandma was just grumpy, but you know, <laughs> it is it is what it is. That's amazing. I like it. <laughs> All right. So Mr. Zircon Kilyu, who used to be known as Shafe Dog, is asking a Christmas question, yay or nay, on eggnog. And uh, eggnog is acceptable for me <laughs> one time of the year. And it is that week right around Christmas, a week before and a week after. Mm. And because of that, it makes me nostalgic for Christmas. Any other time, I want nothing to do with it. And I don't <laughs> want it spiked. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of weird with this question. I hated eggnog growing up. Mm. I have learned to like it a little better. If it's cold, mm. uh, I like it straight. The only way I'd have it warm is if it is spiked. But I do think no matter- Wait, is eggnog ever warm? Yeah, you can have it warm yeah. and spiked. That's, oh. that's a way to do it. Oh. Eggnog lattes. It's always it's warm. Oh, lot. I guess yeah, so. Eggnog lattes are horrible, though. That doesn't sound- <laughs> But I feel like eggnog is one of those things that you need to have like a four ounce glass around because if you drink mm. eight ounces of it, you're going to regret it. It's so True. heavy. It is very yeah. heavy. It's like drinking like cream. It is. I'm like okay with eggnog. It's kind of weird. It's definitely I I can't really give it a yay or nay. I give it an okay cuz that rhymes with yay or nay. <laughs> All right. So we have another question from Mr. Zircon. What's your game of the year? This is a great question. What's your game of the year for Quest, PC VR and PSVR 2? Multi-part question. So I'll take I'll <laughs> take it away then. Uh so I think there's there's two answers for me because my game of the year isn't on PC VR or PlayStation VR 2. Hmm. And that would obviously be Asgard's Wrath 2. It's I mean, I just you just can't I just can't argue against it, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, I'm happy it was actually the hype title that actually made or made up or made to the expectations I had for it, which is pretty, pretty high expectations. But, you know, I, I love the vampire game and I believe that is both mm. on PC VR and PlayStation VR, too. So uh, if, if you don't have a Quest headset, then uh, I would I would definitely say Vampire the Masquerade. Pretty, pretty legit game and definitely one of the games I didn't know much about. Oh, this is coming out. But when it came out, I was really excited about it because it's kind of been an iffy year for me for mm. finding like big games that I actually like. 
And, sure. and this was definitely one that kind of rejuvenated me, especially when I just got my quest, uh, quest three. Nice. Nat. Oh, me next? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I have not played that much of it yet, but I might agree with Lipnox on this and go with Asgar- Asgard's Wrath 2 because it's awesome. And we may talk more about it later and may meaning we definitely will, but it's just like a full game and it's awesome. And like Vampire the Masquerade Justice, I feel like would be my like number two, but man, Asgard's Wrath 2 is really great. So I got to interject. I was convinced it would be Demio Battles. That came out this year, right? <laughs> it did. But <laughs> Demio Battles is just not, it doesn't it, stand up. It doesn't stand up to the original Demio. Not Fair even enough. close. <laughs> quest, I feel like the obvious winner is Asgard's Wrath 2 so far. Like it's the problem with this question right now is I feel like most of the good games have come out in like the last three weeks. Yes. So I don't feel like I've played any of it's them true. enough to really count it. Yeah. For PC, Vertigo 2, I can't remember quite if that was actually last year that launched or not, but I feel like that's like the only game that if someone's like, why should I get PC VR? Vertigo 2, although it is coming to PSVR 2, but I've got to say PSVR 2 has a clear winner here to me, Resident Evil 4, which we will talk about in the game section. The full VR support just dropped, just happened, and we will be talking about that in the game section more, so I won't get into it yet, but man, even like right now, Asgard's 2 is out, and and I want to play Resident Resident Evil mm. more than anything else. And Asgard's good. It is good. Resident Evil with the remake, with the graphics, with the combat. Oh my gosh. Okay. I said I wasn't going to get into it, so <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> we'll save it for, for later. Yes. yes. How about, about Crowed Nation's question, Lip? What multiplayer VR games would you recommend getting people for Christmas? And mm. uh, I mean, I, I feel like it's very hard to answer this question, True. but I would say if there is like a shortcut or a cheat code you can do, if you go on the sale right now, the Christmas sale, I think it said there's 170 games and I own a lot of those games. So I would I would go on there and see what do you think they're going to like mm-hmm. and, and maybe go by that because I mean, there's 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 gamers that will want Demio and Walkabout Mini Golf, and there's other mm. gamers that are going to want Red Matter and Iron Man, or you know that some are going to want online shooters, and some are going to want you know puzzle games like Puzzling Places or something like that. I, I'm not sure if Puzzling Places is on sale right now, but uh, I really think that with the headset having so many games that there can be 170 or 180 on sale right now. You really got to individualize. That being said, I did buy Sushi Ben with the sale. It was 40% off and it just came out not too long ago. It's like a open world exploration anime game where you kind of just go Mm. through a town and kind of just live in the town and anime world. I don't know too much about it, but I followed the developer for years while I created this thing. And I figured I think it was like $17 Canadian sale. And I was like, yeah, that's that's the right price. Nice. What about you guys? One game we didn't bring up at all in our Game of the Year discussions, and this is how we've actually had a bunch of great games come out all at once. Arizona Sunshine 2 yeah, that's has full thinking. co-op. You mm-hmm. can play through the whole game. That is only two people, but that's something that if you really want to like go on a journey with someone. Yes. Or Dungeons of Eternity was a good one. When oh, it came out. that is really fun. And you can play it with... I think it's three is the limit. So it's a little bit more, but you can play that with friends and definitely another good one to hang out for the holidays. Cause it's also a good length of time. Like you get into a dungeon, you move through it and it's not like three hours like Demio. Yeah. yeah. It's not even as long as like walk about mini golf, walk about mini golf. I love, but if you get too many people in there, it takes a long time to get through a freaking 18 holes or even if you do the back <laughs> nine. So yeah, 
couple different options there and stuff has come out a lot recently. So it's getting, it's weird that it's like, there's so many good games. It's hard to figure out which good game to recommend because that has not been a problem in VR in a very long time. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Cookout. Cookout's a great one. Mm, yes. That one's so that, much fun. Boy, that's, it's a great game, but it can oh, be very stressful. It can be true. very intense. It's not relaxing. Don't it get it for fun. people that work in food service. Yeah, if someone works in food service, <laughs> they're going to feel like they're back at work and they're not going to have a good time. It is stressful. If, if they like Overcooked too, that's the game. Yes, for yes. I Maybe. like Overcooked and Cookout was still very stressful. <laughs> I, I, never so... played, I never played Cookout. I don't, I don't like Overcooked, cooking games in VR. Overcooked it's is just moving, like a headache. Overcooked is moving a, your controllers and pressing buttons. Cookout, you're freaking grabbing ingredients. You're chopping them with a knife. You're throwing them on the grill. It's like working in a restaurant. It's intense. Yeah. A lot of people, I think like first time VR people really enjoy cookout though. Yeah. Chili's <laughs> asked, what are your thoughts on Game Pass on Meta, which we are also going to cover? Lip is actually going to take us on a little bit of a journey. Tell us about that in the news. So yes. I guess with that, we got to move into the news and tell you, of course, about our sponsor, Asterian Products. I'm rocking their sweatshirt right now. I got a unicorn wearing a Quest 3 on my chest. Check them out. <laughs> Code full dive on asterianproducts.com. Going to save you a little money. Woo. Bef before we get into Lip's discussion of Xbox, I got to tell you, Lip, have you been keeping up on these elite battery strap issues? Uh, just for the comedic effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, for all of you out there who aren't quite up to date, the Quest 3 launched. They launched a Quest brand Meta's own elite battery strap to supposedly extend the battery time and make you more comfortable. Days after people got these, people are having them die. They stopped working. They stopped responding. Became a pretty widespread issue to where Meta acknowledged there's an issue, said they are going to try and figure out what's going on if they can software update it. Well, then it just kept going. And then all of a sudden they stopped sale of them, stopped them on their website, stopped them on Best Buy, Target. I went into a Best Buy asking about them and the guy behind the counter looked it up and he said, it says it's recalled. Well, now after that, Meta said, no, it's not recalled. We're going to case by case figure out what's going on with these and replace them as we need to be. Well, now after all of this, the latest news is they are for sale again. Meta has opened up sales again. Didn't give us a ton of information. I mean, we're assuming they should be fixed if they're selling them again. Yeah. So now if you want to buy one, you can go back on the Meta website and buy them again. No assurances of whether or not they are actually brand new fixed straps or what they figured out or what happened, but they're back. Yay. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I mean, feel even very if they did work, I wouldn't buy them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're way overpriced. And they have a history of breaking and being terrible. And Meta in general has a history of just having terrible accessories. So it's like what, twice no the you. price of the Bobo VR one that has the detachable battery that would actually gives you proper like halo strap comfort and will most likely work on future quest headsets with small little adapters or potentially just right out of the box like i just you know the elite strap they made such a bad example of it on quest 2 it is amazing to me they didn't just rename it and do a different design to completely just deviate away from that but apparently they were trying to offer the exact same product but for quest 3 and they nailed that but it was a terrible product on Quest 2, and maybe that's what the bad kids get in Elite Strap that doesn't work. Actually. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> get a bad Ed Strap. That'd be kind of funny. Got him. Yeah, that's basically the latest. There's not a whole lot to go into there. Uh, so maybe we should just jump in to tell us about Xbox. So Xbox Game Pass has finally, after, what, three years of should have been on the headset, especially in 
actually supported app. And uh, that being said, you could you could find ways around making this work for the last three years. I know probably six months into my channel, I made a guide with how to do it. And then Microsoft went and updated their app in a way that meant it couldn't do it anymore. And then there was another workaround with browsers that you had to have the right controller and everything. It was just overly complicated in that regard. But finally, it's here in a proper form, well, official form. Some people mention some fluid liquid or something uh, that also does Game Pass currently, and some people actually prefer that one versus this one, but they don't know about the secret to the Game Pass app. So Game Pass is an app to play Xbox games that are hosted on the cloud. Uh, You can use any Bluetooth controller for the most part to get into it. So PS4 controllers, PS5 controllers, I think you might even be able to figure out how to get Switch controllers doing it. Haven't tested that yet, but you just pair them right to your Quest itself. So pretty easy there. It also works with wired controllers. I haven't tried that specifically, but having a thing plugged into the side of my headset, it's got a controller, not ideal for me because I feel like I'm going to bend that port. But either way, uh, basically, it's an amazing app, works really well. There's a couple secrets that I can tell you guys about the app that the average user won't know about, and I'll get into them real quick. First secret, Fortnite does not require a Game Pass Ultimate subscription to play. So if you'd like to test Game Pass without buying anything, you can just go on Fortnite, log into your Xbox account without paying anything, you can play Fortnite cloud streamed to your Quest 3, Quest 2, Quest 1, probably. So that's a secret a lot of people don't nice. know. But the other thing, that's a good tip. Is, it confused me. This this one thing confused me so much. So the app is like an overlay OS app, which means that it can be used in any app already. So mm. first thing I realized was, oh, well, there's no option to turn on mixed reality. So I did a video and almost completed the video and realized I had to click mixed reality or tap the side of my screen to go into mixed reality mode, which is to me, I was like, it's weird. I'm in this Xbox room. All the trailers show mixed reality. So you have to do that. But then I realized, oh, this works with everything. So I can be in VR chat. I can be in rec room. I can be in Horizon Worlds. And there's people that have actually made Xbox Hangout Rooms for Horizon Worlds that you go into Horizon Worlds, then you open the Xbox app and you're sitting there. You can hear everyone. You can chat with them. You're just in an Xbox Hangout thing. And nobody knows about this. They don't advertise this, but it's every app. You could literally be playing that aquarium app where everyone's in mixed reality in the aquarium. Pop Xbox window right there. Oh, cool. I, I really don't think people get how impressive this is. And I can't wait to see more of these types of applications released for the headset that I can just use everywhere. Yeah, that is, that oh is really neat. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we really are finally at a time where like cool things are happening again. Yeah, it seems like there's been suddenly good things happening and good news and good games. Like it feels like VR is just kind of hitting its stride. And it's funny because it's not necessarily because of the Quest 3. More Quest 2s are selling the Quest 3 right now. It just feels like the energy is there in the industry to finally push us to this point, which has me really excited about the future, obviously. Nat, any thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I said it's cool. Oh. I love the idea of being in like the <laughs> the aquarium thing and just like playing a game, just being in like different cool environments or like VR chat rec room, whatever, and just like playing a game. I was never an Xbox person. So Xbox specifically, I'm not like, woohoo. But just the idea of it is very cool. And I think it shows us like more things that are to come, which is great. 
I'm I'm waiting for GTA uh, six and then maybe I'll be doing more yeah. of this. But yeah, I'm just not much of a flat console player. We have a PS5. I never touch it unless I'm playing PSVR two. I kind of fell off of all that since then. But GTA six will be the next game I know will drag me back in. And I'm excited because who knows? We might have a quest four by then. It might look amazing to play it inside of VR. I might be able to go in someone's VR chat room that's built a model of GTA six and sit in the GTA six home and play GTA six on the TV all in VR by then. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, you can do that. You can do that with uh, GTA five right now. (laughs) Yeah, I've played played enough GTA five, though. Like, that's one of those games like that in San Andreas. I played so much. I need to stop. I've wasted so much of my life on San Andreas. And if it comes to VR, I'm going to waste even more of it on that game. I'm betting it's so good. So good. Tell us about the best game ever for VR. So I have been someone that I got my quest to at a time where I got the first Asgard's one downloaded all 150 bajillion gigabytes of it. And uh, I've probably downloaded it and deleted it off my hard drive 10 to 15 times without actually ever playing it. Uh, I always get, I'm going <laughs> to get into this. Game. I'm going to play it. And then I never, I never do it because I know it's like, this is going to be huge time investment to get into this. And it's through the Oculus thing and not Steam. So I never even remember it's there until I open that up. So uh, I never actually played it. And mm-hmm. I think now that I have to play it because I've been playing Asgard's Wrath too. And uh, I just want to like give context for this. I put about five or six hours into this game, maybe a little bit more than that. And uh, I feel like literally I'm at the very starting of the game. This was any other VR game. Mm -hmm. This would be like your 45 minute, half an hour point. And uh, to know that I just have this huge game in front of me is amazing. But it gets better than that because the game starts off pretty amazing. And you're like, wow, this is an incredibly amazing game. It's got tons of features and this and that. And then it gives you more things and more things. And more things you get go to a new dungeon, you get a new item, you get a new thing. I don't want to spoil all any of those items because you know what? You'll find them when you find them. But they're all awesome so far. And I'm just saying, like, if you were ever a fan of Masters of the Universe, when you get the like cat panther to ride on, you just hold your sword up in the air and you and you and you yell with the power of Grayskull, you know, like you get so hyped <laughs> about this game yes. because it just puts you in this great world. And the combat is extremely fun. You can fully chop the guys right up. It doesn't sit there and make you they're not like bullet. They're not like sword sponges. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I just said, yes. but <laughs> you chop <laughs> them doesn't... right up. <laughs> Well, you can, you can, you can get, you get right in half. I was like, whoa, that's, that's something else, you know? And, uh, and I mean, like the, the problems with the game are if you suck at puzzles, which unfortunately I am not the best at puzzles, uh, you can get lots of roadblocks, but thankfully there are people online that have done a playthrough. I mean, one guy at least that have done a playthrough and uh, he is saving my butt big time on (laughs) things like the constellation and then just other parts where I'm just so fatigued from playing VR that I I don't realize a very simple solution to something. I mean, I I don't want... I'll, I'll talk about the motion sick after. Would you guys have any thoughts with it? I know you said you, you played it briefly. I, I really have not played much of it at all, but just jumping into it, it is so great. You can tell like it's a full freaking game, which we haven't had. Like, yeah, we've had like uh, Resident Evil and stuff, but like this is like unique. It's It just feels like a full cool game and it has like it looks really great the intro was awesome with like the like i don't know who they are i i don't pay enough attention 
to things. But there's like these like, I don't know, druidy ladies. Um, and this like old one that's like, Bleh. and it's really cool. <laughs> and <laughs> I and like you have like your inventory and like all the stuff going on. Like, like you said, there's just more and more stuff and it's interesting. And I don't feel like so many games I'm like, I'll play for a little bit and be like, oh, that was cool. But like this, I feel like I want to come back to it. I want to keep playing and like know get through the story and like know what's going on. What about you, Jay Brat? <laughs> I have actually played the least of anybody here. I have played basically past the title screen. And even to, to that point, I already felt like this badass gladiator in these battles. And like there's all this if you I, you can do as much or as little as you want. I feel like mm. like there were all these people in the bar before that. Like this is a very early game I'm talking about. Like you could go see what all they had to say, what all was happening, or you could try to just move forward quickly. Like it feels like a fully built game. It's fully designed for VR. The only thing I've heard a little people whine about is they say, oh, it's too many puzzles or it's an action puzzler is what it is. Like puzzles are a big part of VR and VR gaming mm -hmm. in general. So I don't have a qualm with that. But maybe if you really hate puzzle games, and you thought it was action, you might get annoyed with it. But the little I've played, I'm like, wow, this is surprisingly well done. And for how good it looks yeah. on the quest already. It looks it so good. It doesn't even have the Quest 3 patches yet. Not when I played it because <laughs> I played it on launch day and it still looked great for what it was. So, yeah, it's I can't knock anything right now. I haven't played it enough to knock it, but dang, it's it's impressive. I was so impressed with the visuals. I was like, wow, it looks so good. And like they're really using the like spatial audio and you just feel so immersed and like and the the haptic feedback on the controllers, they do so much better with the Quest 3 than the Quest 2. Like there's actual like it felt more like playing PSVR 2 where like you obviously there's not the haptic feedback in the headset. But with even just with the controllers, like it adds so much. It's great. Everyone, please get it. And it's on Quest 2 too, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the game I'm is sure it's actually it, it's completely a Quest 2 game. Aside from the patch that came out today and a small bit of frame rate differences, like the game was exactly the same regardless of what headset you had. When you're developing a game on this scale that takes like three years to make, you're 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 designing it for one mm. specific yeah. headset. And that was the quest, too. And, you know, they said upcoming in the next year or upcoming next year, they're going to have like a proper patch. All they did realistically was like a resolution boost so far. But it's still it, when you turn the resolution boost off, you're like, wow, that actually is different. <laughs> Menu screens mm. are significantly more clear. So so that is definitely a thing. I will say because we always have a motion sickness thing in this categories mm. thing for the review and i never get motion sickness i never i never mentioned that but this actually has parts that make me motion sick so yeah to mm. limit the spoilers but at certain points usually twice a dungeon you have to become the giant form and you can see your your little character on the screen and you have to interact with random things but the problem is is that you're in the same environment and you're giant so moving around this environment you get stuck on things. It's it's hard to like properly move around and you're doing puzzles. And when I get stuck on a puzzle I st and I'm in this in this this giant form, it would just give me motion sick like half of the time to a point where I'm just like figure out what I need to do and get this done. I would resist going into the giant form unless in the other form I knew for sure that 
I knew what I was doing because as soon as I'm in the giant form for too long, definitely I feel sick. And it's like weird that this game of all games, but like if you could remove becoming the giant, this game would be just that bit better for me because every time I'm giant, I hate the game. But I do like I like the concept of being the giant, but it's just it makes me feel sick. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely had some motion sickness in it. Not horrible, but like I could definitely tell it was getting me a little bit. And I had it on like the highest like anti-motion sickness settings. So I would definitely recommend that people start out with those the high anti-motion sickness settings, even if you like have your VR legs, just go into it there to start and then see how you do. Maybe keep what the about- snap turning on unless you're unless you're an expert. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Any motion sickness for you, Jay? No, I didn't get far <laughs> enough that, yeah, no, because I mean, you basically, the, this is spoiler freaks, it's not even the tile screen, but you go through the tutorial, you go through the recap, which I did, you don't have to if you played Asgard's Wrath 1, but I didn't, then you go through the bar scene, and then you go through one little battle, and then you're at the title screen, for there, for there to be that much, even before you get to the title screen, like, some games would have been over already, it's yeah. pretty wild, this is definitely like the only VR game that feels like you could spend 60 to 100 hours and actually actually yeah. enjoy those hours yeah i mean for us a big long vr game is 10 hours right so it's pretty wild that this has that kind of length on i'm i'm excited to get it further in yeah and, and it has a whole roguelike mode the the rift or something and most of those dungeons are just lots of combat with a small little bit of like platforming ish puzzles and and i feel like people could that, that could have just been the whole game there and people would be like yeah one of the best games of the year so the fact that you have a giant open world RPG that's been compared to things like Zelda, Metroid and God of War, that's <laughs> you're doing something good in the industry when you get that kind of praise. Yeah, for sure. Are we yaying or naying? I think <laughs> I know the answer. I mean, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> if we can add yay. more even A's at, to the yay, that would be correct. <laughs> yeah. Even at 60 bucks. Even at 60 bucks, <laughs> this feels like the first VR game that might be worth 60 bucks. Yes. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not to say that there aren't remakes or VR modes of other games mm-hmm. that aren't really good and worth sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Although I did not pay sixty dollars for the Resident <laughs> Evil Four remake, I bought it on Amazon for forty five dollars. Because the cool mm-hmm. thing about the Resident Evil Four remake, it's a free mode to the Resident Evil Four game. So if you go buy the game used or something, you get it cheap, and then you get the VR mode. That's nice. And and this is not the Resident Evil Four that was on Quest. That was basically a port of the exact game redesigned somewhat for VR. This was a fully rebuilt new from the ground up Resident Evil 4 remake and also had a VR mode made to it. And Lip, I know you're an RE4 fan, so let's let's just hit. Do you have any questions about it? Like, what are you wondering? And I'll just kind of snap back with it. So I took so long to do it, but I actually finally beat the Resident Evil 4 quest back in like Quest August this year uh, I got really far into it and then I just kind of like drifted off because it's just you know I so many things you get busy with life and you know I played the game on on the uh, uh, on, on the GameCube I actually bought it when it first came out on the GameCube so mm. I, I have played through this game many times so I got to a point I was like I'll play it I'll play it and never got back to playing it but I finally did beat it uh, I'd also played the demo on PC of the Resident Evil 4 remake itself. Mm-hmm. And I think like the biggest difference for me is that Resident Evil 4 itself was a groundbreaking title for, for third-person gaming. And the way they did everything, 
it seemed like they had basically changed the industry and modernized what a third-person shooter even was. With the Resident Evil 4 remake, I, I it was cool, but it felt clunky. It felt very dark and like hard to like see items and, and really figure out what I was doing. And it, maybe it was the nostalgic, but I, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I just would rather play the original than this alternate version. But my question is, is now that you have it in first person and some of those like control issues, your, your character taking up like half of the screen aren't a thing anymore. So uh, did you guys play the original or have you played it non VR? And like, does the game become easier or just more enjoyable? Because I mean, it has to be more enjoyable. It's VR, but <laughs> well, what are your I played on that <laughs> countless playthroughs of the original. I think I played on PlayStation, though. I didn't play on GameCube, but I played it so many times that I like knew where to find every gem and stuff like that's how many times I played it. And then I never played this remake because they said there was a VR mode coming. And I was like, I'm a hold out and I'm going to play this remake fully in VR. And now that that's happened, it has changed my perspective completely on how I want to play VR games. Because for the longest time, I said, just give me Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the original in VR. Just give me Ocarina of Time, the original in VR. And now I'm like, I want every game I used to love to be remade, re-updated with graphics and be played in VR. Because doing this game that way, it feels incredible it's like rediscovering the same game i remember and love but with all the high definition graphics and like you've said here you don't have those weird third person issues because you're playing it first person you're seeing everything it still has a little bit of the weirdness the quest version had though like if you press the melee button it pulls the camera out of leon he does his spin kick and puts you back into his eyes like things like that i'm like why couldn't they have fixed that just make my leg come up i don't need to do the full spin i don't need to do this well just show my leg coming up and kicking and let me do that but i don't even care it's so beautiful. It's so good. And they've tweaked the game in little spots, you know, parts that didn't really make sense, like the geography and stuff they've changed. So it feels like there's enough to discover that it feels like I'm rediscovering a game from my childhood, but fully modernized. And the combat feels great. You got the knife in one hand, you got the pistol in the other. It's it's incredible. I cannot gush enough about this game. And right now, this or Asgard's, I would way rather play this than Asgard's Wrath. Like, this game is so good to me because it's a game I personally loved and now it's incredible. And it's a little scary because the original one, it had its horror elements, but it was kind of action-y and it didn't look that realistic. Now, it's creepy looking. Like, this thing hits on all levels. I am really happy with it. It is probably the only reason to own a PSVR 2 right now. The My only struggle is I wish that the PSVR 2 had the pancake lenses and stuff like the Quest 3 because that mirror... You're still seeing that in Resident Evil, and that's a little distracting. It's still this big headset, but my gosh, this game is good. So I have to ask, because you 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 definitely set it up for it. You said it's the, the only reason to get a PSVR 2. What do you think about Resident Evil Village in VR? Is that is that not close to the same level of quality as this? It's it's up there, but seven and eight for some reason just didn't hit well with me. Like both games, they're not good even seven? games. They're good games. But I never even finished seven. Like I played quite a ways into it. I never quite finished that game, even though it was a good game because it just wasn't Resident Evil to me the way I loved it. Resident Evil four was the the peak of all Resident Evil games in my mind. And now that it's in VR, I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever even play eight after this. Like four is so good. So good. Yeah, I would give it like a hundred out of a hundred. I am in love <laughs> with it so far. <laughs> 
I did not play very much of it. I I was never a Resident Evil person, so I don't have like the nostalgia factor, but I did hop into it and it does look very good. And they have like even the lighting and stuff. Like mm. you go under like a shadow or something and it's like darker and then you go out of the shadow and it's lighter, which seems very simple, but it really adds to that realism and you can like chase chickens. I was in like a very chill area. She was in the farm area for those yeah. who know the game. That sounds yeah. terrifying. Chasing chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do any of the scary stuff. I was just like hanging out, looking around, and it does look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's what I would show people probably who want to see what it can look like. And I, there's so much game ahead of me. I'm so excited. I've, I was gone. We were gone on a trip to Atlanta. We're about to leave on vacation and then CES is coming. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I just want to stay home, and play Resident Evil. <laughs> I just want to do that. And yet there's so many other things to do. It's all keeping me from it. But oh, my gosh, it's so awesome. I have another question, and uh, I feel like Resident Evil 4 for VR, because on one hand, they were taking a game that you couldn't move while shooting and then Mm -hmm. adding full VR to controls, uh, it made it significantly easier. How are the controls done on the the new version, the, the remake? I don't know if you want to compare it to the quest itself, but like I, just, I feel like they nailed the menu system just so well and you could manually manually reload the guns and mm-hmm. it just it all it all felt nice. It does. They did add a new dynamic to this game that kind of drove me crazy just because I wasn't used to it, though. And your knife can break because <sighs> your knife is so good at blocking enemies and stopping them. They added this thing where your knife can break and you have to fix it. And I felt kind of betrayed when that happened to me. But it's because they don't want you to parry every chainsaw attack in the entire game and never get hurt, I guess. But that was like, what the F? Like Leon's knife has to be depended on. And like there was a point I was at my knife was broken. I had to shoot stupid crates to get them open to get my stuff out of them i was like this is kind of uncool that you guys did this and i don't know if that's only the vr version because i didn't play the actual remake i don't know if the remake has that dynamic too but i was like what the heck because you need the knife so often that it felt really awful that it broke but yeah i I guess they they started adding that i think they started adding that in the in the resident evil revelations games i think it was the second one Mm. they started putting that as a function where you you had to pick up knives because your knife would break or if you did one of the animations where you stabbed them with the knife that knife is just gone so you only had so many like get them close and push them off and then you couldn't do that anymore so i think that's where that comes in but it's interesting. I wonder if it actually is even in the the, the non VR port. It's it's got to be because it's just a port. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I you, could, you could definitely break the system. Like I, I remember <laughs> playing uh, Resident Evil Mercenaries on the 3DS, and uh, you completely would break the game with the knife because it would give you if if you knifed them, they would stagger, and then you'd press the button to do the kick, and then it would give mm-hmm. you five seconds more time. You just continuously <laughs> to do that, and you just build up endless time. Get five stars and everything, which that game was hard to unlock everything. So I was I was more than happy to have that little exploit. But that 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 was the point in my life. I realized the knife was the most powerful weapon in the older Resident Evil game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, with all that, it's it does involve free motion. So I would say all, already the PSVR 2 is kind of motion sicky. So I would say be very cautious with this game if you're not. But obviously, if you're a Resident Evil fan, if you're a VR fan, if you're an action game fan, this it's one of those games that's like, I'm going to look back on this time in VR and be like, 
that was the game of that time that I loved and I'm stoked about it. So for the for the 10 people who maybe actually own a PSVR 2 that listen to this podcast, you better already <laughs> have this game. And if you don't, you need to go get it. It pains me to say that because the PSVR 2 had so much potential yeah. and I feel like so few people own it because it's so expensive. You mm-hmm. have to own the PS5 and the reviews weren't stellar coming out yeah. the gate on it. So it's like, man, who actually ended up keeping and getting a PSVR 2? They didn't have Astro bought two and we still don't have it and i don't understand why there's just so many questions i think they got in trouble for two major things and the first thing was that they're a large part of their audience have bought a quest two in the past two years Mm -hmm. and they need a bigger push to say that they need to buy a ps5 and a new headset and both of them are more expensive than quest threes Um, but I, i think like really the thing that really kills them is that if i bought a game on my quest one three four years ago i can play it on my quest three and i can have i can use t- tools to improve the resolution to make it look like it's a brand new game yeah uh mm-hmm. i can some of those games are cross by so i can plug it into my computer and i have them right there ready yep. to play uh i bought like uh, 200 play maybe it wasn't that at least 100 psvr1 games and i think like 10 of them work on psvr2 and half yeah. of that 10 require me to pay some upgrade fee. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, it's really changing the it. ecosystem so much. Yep. Unless you can tell me that there is 10 Resident Evil 4 remake quality games out right. there. I think I can't spend almost $2,000. Like, sorry. Yeah. 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 Lots of downsides. I, f- I fully agree. And if you agree and you want to discuss it, come join our Discord server and tell us how you feel because we're frustrated with that. But obviously <laughs> the Quest 3 is getting its own good games. We have stuff going on. And if you want to come back and ask us questions for the next Q&A, join us there. But we got to say a big thank you, all of you showing up. I think the podcast has hit 4,000 subscribers now on the YouTube channel, Whoa. which is huge. That is huge. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, and to those of you who are already supporting us on Patreon, thank you so much. But if you're here watching, you can listen anywhere on the go. If you're listening, come check us out on YouTube. See these pretty Asterian sweatshirts we're talking about and be here for the moment when Lipnox gets his own. <laughs> but remember, just imagine it. VR, it just yes. imagine for now, get a little cutout <laughs> paper on there. <laughs> If you've been thinking about VR, it's time. Asgard's Wrath 2 Quest 3. Just dive on in. Dive on in. Dive on in.